Christmas gifts for Jesus to see what came in and then to have our missionaries write back to us and the different needs. Uh, the Ronks wrote back very late last night and um, they had some um, needs um, and so they said that would be a great help to them too. So it was a little over, ended up being a little over $800 for each of our missionaries. So what a, what a blessing. So. Okay, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 12. Philippians 1, 12. But I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather under the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So we've been looking at the trials. How do you explain to a new Christian the trials that are going to come and, and that it's not because God doesn't love them, uh, but that through trials that we, we can grow so much. As we saw in verse 12, um, number one, our trials can further the gospel. Verse 12, but I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happen unto me, and he's sitting in jail, have fallen out rather under the furtherance of the gospel. Normally you'd think, oh, if the preacher is stuck in jail, how is he going to get the gospel out? Uh, but as it goes on here, the gospel spread. In verse 13, we looked at our trials can spread our testimony near and far. Uh, none of our names will be in the news, at least so far this morning, uh, because we're just common, ordinary people that, a very small number of people really know. Uh, but if something bad happened, like this week I read about two 17-year-olds were driving in a pickup. I don't know if this was in Texas, I forget. But um, anyway, they went the wrong way um, down uh, the, it must have been a freeway. And um, they hit a minivan. I noticed it was because we have a Honda minivan and these, this this family had a Honda minivan too, but this, these two 17-year-olds in a, a white pickup truck headed the wrong way, and they hit the minivan and killed six people in the minivan. Um, so it's things like that hit the news, uh, but common things don't. So sometimes um, the trials, not that, not that we want that kind of news, that's for sure, but... But sometimes the trials that we face, um, more people are praying for us, and as we'll see in this as well in just a moment. But in verse 14, uh, we also saw number three, our trials can inspire our fellow Christians to stand more boldly for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I remember when we were doing this, the street ministry down in the corner, and the boys in black were there if you recall that time, and trying to, uh, I was going to say torment us. They weren't tormenting us, but they were, um, they were just trying to overcome the message. I mean, they were trying to hold their signs up in front of ours and, and mingle right in amongst us, and they were just trying to disrupt God's work going on. And, um, but at times like that, it, I noticed that some of our folks, it gave them even more boldness to stand for God because they saw the boys in black mocking the things of God and trying to mock us. And, 
and stop us. And no, it's just <clears throat> when you see someone trying to stop the work of God, it just emboldens you more to, to stand for God. Um, and then in number four, our trials can cause even our enemies to unknowingly end up furthering the gospel by talking about us and what we are suffering. Verse 15, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preach Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. Right now, probably for maybe three weeks, maybe four, um, someone keeps writing in bogus orders on the website. And I know it's bogus because they start right in with a name, and then for the address, put that same name. And then every blank down there, they put that same bogus name. And then they put a bogus email. And so then it, it gets bounced back to us saying, um, you know, this email couldn't go through. Well, I already know it wouldn't go through because I see this, this name, you know, just weird names filling in the whole blank system. And do you know what I'm praying? It may surprise you, but... I'm praying they keep coming back every day. Do you know why? I don't mind just deleting their bogus form. The reason I, I pray they keep coming back every day is because I, I want them to keep coming back to the website every day so they're exposed to the gospel. They don't realize that. They think they're just trying to torment us, but really what they're doing is they're coming back to the truth Every day, they don't do it every day, but every day they do it, um, there's the chance that they're going to read something. Do you remember when the Boys in Black was out there, um, what happened that night? Well, we had all different kind of men spoke and singing, and we, uh, we just ran out of schedule, and, and um, no one was coming up anymore. You know, people were tired, and it actually got dark, I remember, at the end there. And uh, so the Lord just put it in my heart. Um, you know what? These boys in black are here to torment us and try to disrupt us. Let's do something that actually, because they are here, will be beneficial to them. So I began to repeat verses. Do you remember that? Um, Hebrews 9, 27, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Then I would say it again. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Hebrews 9, 27, just over and over and over. And then finally I said, and as it is appointed unto men once to, and then I didn't say the next word. And so then I would go through doing that and it, at least once, maybe more, I don't remember, it's been quite a while ago, but I heard one of the boys in black fill in the blank. And so I said to him, I says, uh, I says, you didn't know it, but you are memorizing the Bible. You are memorizing scripture. And the police evidently came, eventually came out and said we had to shut it down. And, uh, but they made them, the boys in black, leave first. And then, and then we left. But, but I was thanking the Lord for that time. So see, you know, at first they were a thorn in our side. Um, but what ended up happening is that it emboldened our group 
to stand for God. And in the process, because those boys came to mock the preaching of the gospel, they went home with some scripture in their minds, just over and over and over. Um, so there's, there's, there's these benefits that we have to look at and to try to tell new Christians, you know what? God will use this. If you hold your place here, notice with me in Psalm 76. You know, we are just, we're just so prone. If, if there's any opposition or problems, we, you know, our first thought is, oh, we didn't pray enough or this or that. Uh, but the Bible says in Psalm 76, 10, surely the wrath of man shall what? Crazy. That's what happened that night. The wrath of those boys end up praising God. The remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. So God protected us, and God also worked in their hearts. Um, I've, just not too long ago, I thought about those boys in black, and I thought about, I wonder where they all are now. I remember when I used to be on the street, and some of them, when they got out of work, would drive by, and, uh, and they... At one time, they got a bunch of them came in front of our sign here at church and took their pictures just trying to mock us. But, um, so let's go back to Philippians 1. So that was number four. Our trials can cause even our enemies to unknowingly end up furthering the gospel by talking about us and what we are suffering. So, you know, they go to work and with their crowd and say, yeah, you know what we did last night? Yeah, we went out on the street corner and Liberty Baptist Church was out there and boy, did we mock them and we had our filthy signs that we was holding up, you know, trying to get people to look at our signs instead of them. And yeah, that, it was great, man. Um, oh, well, what, what was the church saying? Well, yeah, they were talking about how Jesus saves, you know. Oh, well, what are they doing? They are unknowingly spreading the gospel to their filthy buddies, you know. Um, what was the church group doing? Yeah, they, were, they were talking about Jesus, how he died on the cross for us, you know. And they're laughing, but they're telling the gospel to their unsaved friends, and they don't even know it. So the gospel is being spread. Um, and then verse 17. So that was verse 16. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds. But verse 17, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. So, you know, there might be some Christians out there that they heard us that night. And so they're thinking, wow, um, there are some Christians that are not ashamed of the gospel Boy, I wish, I wish I wasn't. You know, I need to speak up more. It's like uh, this last week we got a track. Uh, well, we didn't get the track back, but we got an order. Um, um, can't remember what state that was. Oh, it, it was Taylor's, South Carolina. And the man wrote, he said, um, I got one of your tracks stuck under my windshield wiper on my car. Somebody put it there. And it was the track, um, 
signs of the Messiah. And he liked it so well that he ordered some. So there's the thing. You know, you, you have some people that are handing out the gospel, and so others then will say, hey, I need to do that. And he, he, just, he just loved that track. Um, so that's the group then, verse 17, the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. So here's Paul sitting in prison, and it's, for some other Christians, it's making them more bold. Well, hey, you know what? He gave up his freedom. He's preaching the gospel, and because of it, now he's sitting in prison. I need to get in gear. Um, and that, that'll do that for some people. So verse 18, he says, what then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense, those are the ones who are mocking us, or in truth, those are the ones that are on our side, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. And then in verse 19, so another uh, result of trials is that people will be, more people will be praying for us. Verse 19, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through what? Your prayer. So his salvation, he's not, he's not, Speaking of salvation, you have to look at the context. He's not speaking of salvation of his soul. He's talking about his, his salvation, his deliverance from prison. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So when we face trials, there's more people praying for us. I mean, you know, the, the list that I gave and then... Um, those of you who have prayed already, you've already brought these names before the Lord. Now, if nothing was happening in these people's lives, their names probably wouldn't have been mentioned this morning. Now, Lord willing, in regard to our missionaries and our loved ones and friends here, we should be praying for each other every day. Um, but no doubt when we face trials, more people are praying for us uh, because word gets around. Hey, so-and-so is sick, or they have a financial need, or um, this or that happened. Our neighbor just down the road here, I don't know if you've noticed his enclosed trailer, is just a little out of shape. Um, well, I wondered at first, when I first saw it in his yard, I thought, wow, was he going down the road and it, it flipped? Or what happened? But then as I went by, I saw there's a, a tree falling on his garage. And um, so I get the picture now that was there and the tree smashed his, his trailer bad. So when, when things happen, it gets the attention of people and more people are praying for us. And, and we need each other's prayers. Um, and there's, there's a good question for us right there. Um, how many people are praying for us every day? And even more on us than that is, how many people are we praying for every day? That's a good challenge for us. As, as we end this year, how, how much have we been in prayer? I, I, 
you know, the Lord teaches us different things, and I, it's just been so enjoyable for me, as I've mentioned to you, since Thanksgiving to bring a prayer request before the Lord and then thank Him for something. And it's, it's just, um, I just find that myself, I'm, I'm too much in life like the nine lepers um, that never came back and thanked God when they were healed. Just one came back. And I think about all the prayer we requests I bring before the Lord and how little I thank him compared to all the requests I'm bringing before him. Well, my thanks is like, I don't even know what the percentage is. And so it's just been such a blessing to me and helped me to be more thankful. Um, then in verse 20, it says, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be what? Magnified, Magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Christ shall be magnified in my body. On one of our gospel tracks, there's a man looking through, a, uh, not a microscope, there is one like that too, but there's, there's one somewhere I think that we have that he's looking through a magnifying glass. And it said there, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. So the question is, was Christ really magnified this year? by anything that I did. Um, we, for, we forget, and we don't think about things. We just, after a while, take them for granted. I have a license plate that says, Bible for you. B-I-B-L-E, the number four, and then you. And I, I forget that it's even on there a lot of times. But I, we were getting some food one time, and we were in a line waiting for the food to come out to the car. And, and um, so the young lady that brought her food out, I gave her a gospel track. And as she turned to go away, she says, by the way, I like your license plate. And, uh, oh, Bible for you. And forget, it, forget it's on there. Um, so there's so many ways that we can magnify the Lord. And, and many times we don't even know. I can recall when I, shortly, it seems like after I got that license plate, and it may have been the other one, on the other car, I had the one cross for you. And, but anyway, so I pull out on a roadway, and some car's coming fast and comes right up on my tail and right on my bumper and rides right there. And then finally they backed off a little. And then I saw the guy on the passenger side. He's pointing <coughs> at our car, and then he gets his phone up, and he's taking a picture. And I knew what he was doing. <laughs> he was taking a picture of the, the license plate. Uh, so there's just so many ways that we can try to get people to think about God. We, we, really, we sure need that in our country, don't we? I mean, there's, there's too many people in this world that are not thinking about God ever. So... To magnify him, verse 20. So now also Christ shall be magnified 
in my body. Um, trials, trials, if we allow them to, can cause Christ to be magnified. Notice in Psalm 119, Psalm 119, in verse 67. Psalm 119.67. The Bible says, before I was what? Afflicted, I went what? Stray. But now have I what? Kept thy word. So this is what sometimes trials do to us. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. So when we face trials, it causes us to draw near to God. It's, it's kind of sad, isn't it? But the times when we are just searching so much for something from the Bible is many times is, are the times when we are hurting so much. We, we need help. When it seems like life is uphill and up a mountain and it seems like life is just so hard, that's when we're looking for footholds. And handholds. When you climb a mountain, you don't casually walk. When you climb a steep mountain, that's when every handhold and every foothold counts so you don't fall. And that's it in, in our lives. When we face spiritual trials, suddenly the Bible matters. Every verse I'm trying to hold on to every verse I'm trying to have a, a solid foundation yesterday when we, were, when we were out we got back to a house and someone said I like this house it was a small house but it had siding on it to make it look like a log little log cabin and uh, and as we was leaving I said you know what I like about this place I like the driveway it was solid it, it wasn't paved or it wasn't tarred but it was as solid as a rock. And you could tell someone had put a lot into the foundation of that driveway. The sand, the gravel, and it was just as flat and hard. And we were witnessing in an area where the water table is really high. So, you know, many driveways in areas like that are going to have big potholes. And, but that one was as solid as a rock. So... That person, I'm always looking when we drive into a place, always looking for something to try to talk to the person about, and it wasn't my turn to go up to that house. But I was, if it was, I was going to compliment that person on, you know what? You were interested in making a solid road to your house, to get to your house. And that's what Jesus Christ is. He's the, the way the truth, and the life. He's the solid rock. He's the only way to get to heaven. Sometimes people build houses, and, I mean, they want to put all the money into the house, understandably, but they don't want to put any money into the driveway. Um, so, so sometimes sometimes we drive back to nice homes, but, you know, the driveways are horrible. It's like, can you even get to that nice place? But that was nice. So... Uh, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Well, our time is out, but I, I pray that God would help us 
So God would help us to know what to say to new Christians that are facing trials and they're feeling unloved. It's like, hey, I gave my life to Christ and now I'm facing all these problems and I don't understand what's going on. I pray that we'll always remember Philippians chapter 1 as a go-to chapter. Someone is facing trials, they're feeling alone, they're feeling forsaken, um, they don't understand. Run to Philippians chapter 1 and tell them what's going on. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you do love us, that you do care about us. And Father, we realize that we do have a fierce enemy, Satan. But Lord, I thank you that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I thank you, Lord, that you have more power than Satan. Satan's power is nothing. It's a drop in the bucket and less compared to your mighty power. And Lord, I thank you that although in life sometimes we think that bad people end up having more power than good people, I thank you, Lord, that in eternity, that that is not true, that we don't have to worry in the least that Satan might overcome. Lord, we have perfect confidence that you are all-powerful and that in the end, all things will work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Thank you, Lord, for being all-powerful and holy. And as your name in Isaiah 9, 6 will be called, wonderful. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, next service starts.